Hey friends, welcome to the Kids Ministry Circle podcast. Kids Ministry Circle is a community for kids ministry leaders to be encouraged and equipped to love and serve the local church. I'm your host, Lauren Jackson, and we are currently right in the middle of a series called Who's in Your Circle? We are looking at the different relationships that impact and influence how you as kids ministry leaders lead and the relationships that help you lead for the long haul. And if you haven't gone back and listened to the previous episodes that are part of this series, I highly recommend it. They are so, so good. Well, today's episode, we are talking about friendships. Oftentimes as ministry leaders or kids ministry leaders, you are on staff and you're leading teams of people. And sometimes you ask the question, are these people actually my friends or are they just my coworkers and people that serve alongside me? And so sometimes finding deep, meaningful friendships can be hard. And so I invited my friend Kaylee to jump on the podcast and talk about her experience as she has navigated this world of friendship in a recently new job and as a single kids pastor. And so she offers so much wisdom. You guys, I have been, just been blown away about the guests that we've had in the series and the things that they shared and the wisdom that they've offered. And so I know that whether you're married or single, whether you have a bunch of friends or you're still building those friendships, you are going to love this conversation. But before we jump into this conversation, I want to remind you about the Who's In Your Circle guidebook. Inside the guidebook is a space to write notes. It has thought-provoking questions and a space for you to think through your next steps. And lastly, I want to remind you and encourage you that if you love this podcast, we would love for you to rate and review this podcast over on Apple Podcasts. That silly thing or those small ratings really help other people like you, other kids ministry leaders find the podcast and be encouraged and equipped to do their job well. All right, friends, on to my conversation with Kaylee. Kaylee, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Lauren. It's so good to be with you. I am so excited that you're joining me today. We met a couple of years ago. You jumped into one of the kids' ministry circle cohorts, and I feel like if we were living in the same city, we would actually be like really good friends and be able to see each other more. Um, and it's so fun. I think that's probably one of the best parts about the cohort is meeting people who mm-hmm. are friends and are doing ministry. And I've loved kind of following you and cheering you on as you're doing all these crazy fun things. And so I'm excited that you're here to talk about just you and the wisdom that you have to offer. And so why don't you start the episode by telling us a little bit about yourself, talk to us about where you currently serve, how you got started in kids ministry. Awesome. Um, Well, hi, I'm Kaylee. I have been in kids ministry um, serving at my current church for three and a half years. Um, And I did not start in kids ministry. I started um, as a missionary overseas um, with all demographics. And then that went into college ministry. And, you know, the Lord just is really awesome. And he puts you where he wants you. Mm -hmm. And that is how I'm in kids ministry now in Washington. That's great. Okay. I didn't, maybe I forgot that part of your story that you were a missionary first Mm -hmm. and then ended up in kids ministry, which is crazy. I'm sure you have some wild stories for that, but okay. So we are in the middle of the series called who's in your circle. And we're talking about the relationships that influence Mm -hmm. and impact kids ministry leaders. And I would love to know 
as you think about your own life, like what relationships have impacted you as a kids ministry leader, as you've navigated kids ministry, what are some of those key relationships that you look back and you're like, wow, God put those people in my life that has, that have greatly impacted how I lead. Yeah. Well, I think the Lord has really gifted my story in a place where um, it's very holistic. Um, Like I'm in kids ministry right now, but to me, all of my ministry experience has really led me um, to how I live. Mm-hmm. Um, so what that means is in every season of my life, the community that has been by my side, um, <clears throat> I'm I'm using the same tools that I used then on mission yeah. field now. Yeah. So some of those relationships were um, literally my team. So in kids ministry now, it's who who's actually my volunteers that are like, um, I am team Kaylee and venture kids. Um, and then my ministry teams, which in today's like my coworkers. Um, and then as it trickles down parents who are not on my team, like, um, mm-hmm. so there's so many layers and diverse things to, um, what community looks like. Yeah. But I bring everybody in. Yeah. <laughs> like they're all tied somehow. <laughs> yep. Yep. You've got a big circle that you <laughs> love dearly, which is great. I think it, and this is the joy of celebrating the differences in people. It's like some people want one or two people as their core people. Yeah. And then some people are like, no, I want this person to speak into this. And I want this person to speak into this. And this person has experience over here and I want them to speak into this. And so yeah. I think it, it, your circle, speaking of like your circle of influence and who has influence in your life doesn't have to look the same as the leader down the street. And so I think Mm -hmm. there's some freedom in that. And obviously you have different experiences with different teams from different seasons. And there's still like, I mean, for a good example is like, there's still people in my life who I worked with five years ago who are still encouraging and equipping and speaking into how I'm leading today. And that's just a really sweet opportunity. And the reason why I wanted you to be on the podcast and as I was thinking through this series specifically is I would love for you to, let's, I want to talk about friendships and some of the kids ministry leaders are asking the question, can I trust Mm -hmm. the people at my church to be my real friends? Oftentimes there's this like hierarchy of like, well, there's the staff here and there's the congregation down below. And can you really bridge the gap between the two? Can you actually establish really healthy and authentic friendships with the people who are in your church when you hold a staff position? And so as you think about that question in general, what, what comes to mind? What are you thinking? Like, talk to me about your experience. Is there people who can see you outside of Kaylee, the kids ministry pastor or the leader of volunteers to know you as just Kaylee? Yes, I think you totally can, Lauren. I think it does take an intentionality um, on both parties, both people's parties Mm -hmm. being able to do it. But also you have to be patient with it. Mm. Um, it takes cultivating. Um, you spoke about seasons just a second ago. Um, I can look back on the three and a half years that I've been at Venture Church. 
And that circle of friends and people I've been intentional with has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are still people that I met three years ago that I'm like, our level of friendship is is so sweet. And it's because it's gone through the seasons of the testing of friendship. Yeah. Um, so speaking into that a little bit, um, from my experience, I started working here during COVID. I was new. Um, I was new to staff. Um, and I had come from church hurt, like ministry hurt. Mm. So I was even a different person and kind of came in, um, very timid, I would say. Um, and so I think there is testing of relationship. Um, and I think even the verbiage that we use to put on friendship, depending on where you are in your season, you need, you might have to be a little bit more careful with that. Mm -hmm. So example is, um, at my old ministry, it was family. We're a family. Yeah. Well, that wasn't safe. That word wasn't safe for me after I left. So, for my coworkers, I was like, I need you. I don't know if I really spoke this out loud, but in my heart, I was like, I need you just to be my coworkers. Yeah. Um, I need to build a really strong relationship with you as a coworker. Um, and then for my families, as I was building my team, cause there was nobody at COVID, um, COVID, it was me <laughs> and these kids. Yes. Um, so my like mission was to meet as many families as I could. Um, and I think that can still relate now. So me, if you're new to ministry, just start meeting people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the first question was always about them. Tell me how you got here. Tell me um, about your family. What What do you need from me as a pastor? Um, everybody received the invitation to come work with me as a volunteer. Um, everybody received that, the pastor version of Kaylee. Mm-hmm. Um And then I heard no a lot. You're going to hear no a lot. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that's no to friendship and futuristic um, relationship. Yeah. Because once again, you're in a season, but the other person is in a season. Mm -hmm. Um, So one example is I have a family. um, Her name's Kate, just because we're going to go there too. Um, She told like very real. She was like, Kaylee, kids ministry is not my thing. Yeah. And I said, great. Will you be a parent that's on like my team that just as, as a parent, can I bounce ideas off? Cause I'm single right now. I am not a parent, which can be very also isolating as a kid's pastor mm-hmm. where you're supposed to, sometimes we feel like we have to have all of the answers Yeah, for all of the seasons that our, our ministry's in. And that's just not real. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. God will prepare you for what you're doing, but he doesn't prepare you for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Kate and her family, I just said, great, will you be um, a parent on my team? And they said yes to that. And what that did is it opened up relationship. And so every Sunday, they are one. Even now, I will get a hug for it from every member in their family. I do small group with them now. Mm-hmm. They get the authentic Kaylee because over three and a half years, we've built that. Yeah. Um, so it, it can start small and it can grow. It can grow into what both of you want it to grow into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's so good that just because they said no to serving mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's a no to friendship. And I think 
oftentimes as a kids ministry leader, you look who is closest to me. Well, those are my volunteers. And there's going to be an episode that will talk specifically around the volunteer relationship. But I think that's good to know of your friends don't have to be on your team. No. And I think sometimes that puts a kids ministry leader in an awkward position with people because they're friends or the people that they're in community with, maybe it's like a small group or something is waiting for the ask. Yeah. They're waiting for the like, Oh, Lauren's here. Kaylee's Mm -hmm. here. We're probably going to get asked to do something for kids. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And so talk to me about like your friend, think about your friends right now. Some of them probably serving kids. Some of them probably don't. But how do you balance that, like, hey, can you fill in this hole on Sunday? And also, can we go grab brunch? Like, what does that balance look like? That is a great question. (laughs) And I'm thinking, I'm really thinking, like, who are my examples? Um, First of all, I think to get the pool of people that I think you're actually leaning into Mm -hmm. is you have to have a big pool of people. Yeah. Yeah. because, uh, um, yeah, my the kids ministry that I serve with is is actually pretty large. Our church is pretty large, and I have been able to compartmentalize my Sunday volunteers to like my event volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, there are some of my friends who I can ask to jump into one of those pools. Yeah, I have a boundary within my own heart that I won't ask. I'm not going to burn out my people. Yeah. Um, So there, oh, I'm like, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I think Carla is an example. Um, She stepped in in a season of motherhood where Mm -hmm. she had two really littles. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, I think she put up the boundary pretty early on that she wasn't going to serve on my team. But once again, I like saw her and I was like, I want to be her friend. Yeah. Um, And I think God just will provide your people. Mm -hmm. So if you're worried about your volunteer team, trust Jesus with with your volunteer team. But for friendship, you need that so much with just to be able to continue to doing ministry. Yeah. Um, So for like Carla, I lean on her if I need help with events Mm -hmm. to be like, well, you do this very specific little thing because she has put up the boundary. I don't want to be necessarily with kids in a room. Mm-hmm. So I then, as my friend, say, "Will you come do this with me?" Yeah. With balancing, I think I've put up some pretty big boundaries that I actually don't ask my friends. Um, Interesting. I don't think I do. Um, for my volunteers, I ask their preferences and if they're willing to be a sub for me. Mm. So when there's like a desperation need, I go to that list yeah. of people way more. And I probably actually would have, I need staff members in with me before I do. I think I would mm-hmm. actually probably close rooms or combine rooms yeah. before I I go into that mode. Um, events, I think, are different. I think mm-hmm. events and ministry like that is very specific ask, and it's a conversation. Yeah. It's, it doesn't feel as desperate to me when I'm asking my people. Um, so I think if a friend is involved, it's doing it with me. Yeah. Um, and I probably then even 
would lean on just normal parents who are not necessarily in that friend circle. Yeah. If there was a, if there was a balancing of like my ministry needs you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, that's, that's really fascinating that you've set this boundary for yourself. And again, like not everybody needs to have that boundary, but I think, but I think it's important to where if your friends are serving on your volunteer team, they have the option. You have given them the option to mm-hmm. opt in to be on that sub list. Yes. And therefore you have created really healthy boundaries to, instead of getting on the phone and texting your friends saying, Hey, I need you this Sunday. It's you're going to send an email or a text to the entire sub list. Yes. And so then it's not as pinpointed to where your friend is then feeling, wow, I feel like I have to say yes because she's asking me specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And that puts everybody in an awkward position. And I think then going, switching to the event side, what you were talking about is like, you get to actually look at your friends and be like, wow, you would be really great doing this with me. Yeah. Like, I mean, thinking I have a friend who's incredible at running events and I would want her on my team to do VBS and like all of these extra events because that's their area of giftedness. Yes. And so then you can look at your friends and say, I see this giftedness in you. I know you want to serve, just not like the classroom on Sunday morning is not your area and you're serving in different capacities and we love that. And so then you get to say, Hey friend, would you consider doing this with me or planning this with me or X, Y, Z? And I think that's, that's an opportunity for you as a friend to say, I see this gifting in you. Would you be willing to? And then if they get the option to say yes or no, and it just, I like that boundary that you've set and clear expectations for your volunteers of like, I'm you, when you sign up to be a volunteer, this is what you're signing up for. When you sign in, sign up to be on the sub list, this is what you're signing up for. When you sign up to be my friend, I'm not going to blur the line. Yes. Now with that, Lauren, I, I can think through volunteers who are closer to me than other Mm -hmm. volunteers. Yep. Um, and those volunteers have also signed up for that. Yes. They're the ones who, when you ask them to help, they say yes. Yeah. They're going to get the text every single time because they have also given me permission for that. Yeah. They know they can say no, um, but they, they've let me in there. Those mm-hmm. are the friends that, those are the friend volunteers that they're going to hear more about the ministry. Yeah. They're going to hear more about the heart of the ministry. Mm-hmm. Some of that because I am the head of the ministry. Some of that blurs into like, you get a little bit more of my vulnerable heart Mm -hmm. with the ministry. Like, Hey, we're in a season where, um, this, this is hard within the kids ministry, or this is what I'm praying for. Or, um, these kids need some extra love and attention. Mm -hmm. That does not mean they get the complete vulnerable side of, Kaylee as Kaylee. Yeah. But they get the pastor Kaylee version of that. Mm -hmm. They might get a few extra coffee dates or lunch dates throughout the year. Um, Written notes of just gratefulness and thankfulness. Mm -hmm. Um, A a longer conversation on a Sunday morning when I come check in. Yeah. So there are volunteers who who are friends. I do consider friends. But not everybody has to have every version of you mm-hmm. to be considered a friend. Yeah. Mm, that's good. And I think, like, I think of 
you think of Jesus, right? As hopefully we all often think of Jesus, but like we think of Jesus and we think about, okay, he had, there was 12 disciples, but then he had his three. Yeah. And there was a lot more spoken to the three than to the full 12. And that's okay. And hopefully that like, what I like about having a few is you get to then pour into the few and then the few get to help you rally and like get to say, okay, we're in this season of rebuilding or we're in this season of recruiting or we're doing X, Y, Z, or really extra caring for these kids and these families. And so let's bring in the other people and they get to help be your vision casters, which I think is really helpful in a ministry context. Okay. I do want to switch. I want to, jump back to you talking about your friend Carla and you said something where you saw her and she didn't necessarily want to be on your team, but you were like, I want to be friends with her. Mm -hmm. What happens next? Like when you notice someone, you're like, man, I think we would be friends. What do you do? Yes. Um, So our church has a very good system for this as if you're a new um, getting connected with a new family. Mm. So her her family moved from California. So she was already in a place she needed friends. Yeah. Um, and for me, when I started working here, it was the easiest to get to know new people mm-hmm. because they are new. They, yeah. They're not connected. Yep. And I think there is a attention that us as pastors play is because some people want to be close to the pastor because they feel like that comes with extra privileges or Mm. um, insight. So you have to hold that with care and be a little bit prayerful and mindful of that. Um, In this case, it was just, they were looking for friends. And so it started with getting to know them as a family. Mm -hmm. So we did coffee dates and play dates where sometimes it was like, there's, there's just gaps in the conversation. You're right. building a friendship can be awkward, um, but you lean into that awkwardness. Yeah. Um, and so over time, which I maybe six months a year, I'm not really sure how long, um, those, those lunch dates just kept coming. And it really mm-hmm. for the beginning, she looked at me as pastor yeah. and I looked at her as a mom of a kid in my ministry. Yeah. Um, but slowly as you, you spend more time with somebody, you start getting either those YouTube moments of like, we're on the same page mm-hmm. or we enjoy this together. Um, and I think eventually that ends up being in somebody's home. Yeah. So she invited me over and I think there's just something special about being invited into somebody's dinner table. Mm-hmm. or on their couch where it then just becomes where we're actually living life together. Yeah. Um, and so now I vacation with them. Like they're, they are a family who has become family. Yeah. Um, but it didn't start that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's, it's a good reminder that like community is not necessarily built in a day or even a semester and those relationships take time. And I would love to know how you gauge, because I I love how you talked, like sometimes people want to be friends with you because Mm -hmm. they think that comes 
there's benefits to that, whether they want information or they want to feel like they have a leg into what's happening in the church. And while that's true of church, it just anywhere you go, it's going to be true to some level. Um, How do you gauge how vulnerable you are and what you say? Because obviously like what, as leaders, what we say influences what people think about the church. Mm -hmm. And there's some like, as pastors and directors and leaders, there is some level of, you have to be aware of that Mm -hmm. and you are being called to live a certain way and you have to walk with care. And so how do you gauge with people in your church? And we're going to get to friends outside of church because I know you have that other community, but for those people in your church, how do you gauge, okay, can I share this? Do I trust this piece of information? Do I trust this hard situation or something I need to talk through with somebody with like, how do you gauge the level of vulnerability? Because obviously being vulnerable in a friendship is what builds a friendship. And so much time, so many times friendship can just remain surface level because you don't feel like you can go vulnerable with a person in your church. And so how do you gauge that piece? That is a great question that I don't know if I fully have the answer. Um, but I think it's trial and error. Yeah. Um, I think when I think of my sweetest friends that I have now, um, I think some of the making sure that the, the soil is good. So mm. what are they saying back to me about the church? Yeah. How are they speaking about the church? That's so if, good. If there is a lot of negative in their verbiage, they're not going to hear, they're not going to get that side of me. Yeah. Because in a level, that's not a safe, that's not yep. a safe net. You're just adding fuel to that fire. Yeah. Um. I think there's probably some testing that happens in my heart. I'm pretty, pretty much an open book. So I have, I have to be careful. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of trial and error. Um, but probably like an easy thing is, is hearing what they say when I do share something hard Mm -hmm. about the ministry that is like, Oh, we don't have enough kids workers or this Sunday was hard. Um, their feedback into like the things that I'm struggling with is a pretty good litmus test. Mm-hmm. If they lean into it with me, I might trust them with more later. Yeah. If they don't, or if it's just like a, they just pass it by, um, maybe they're not my people for future. Yeah. Um how many ideas do they share about how to solve a problem? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very much a, a person who seeks wisdom from other people, um, which, which basically means I ask a lot of people the same question. Yeah. And based on their answers is I kind of bring it all together. Um, and so having, having questions that I ask a lot of people helps me go, okay, you're, you're either safe or I like where this advice is going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Is that's so okay. that that's really great. I know no, I think it's a good answer because I think what you said about how they're speaking about the church is so good to think about. Yeah. And it's like so that's such good wisdom on if they're already sharing frustrations with the church with you, the last thing you want to do is add fuel to that fire. You want to be someone who's edifying the body of Christ and building up the church. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to sit in the pit of what could be gossip. And so really being careful with those people who are just feeling there's frustration and that happens in the church. People get frustrated about decisions and small things and big things and programming and all all of that. It's you're living in a world of imperfect people and that will happen. But there are some people who will hear something and they'll say, okay, let me pray about that with you. Or let's look at what the Bible says, or let me remind you about the gospel or like all of those things that will that can help refocus your attention and just and sit with you and be like, yeah, that does sound hard. Like, and not automatically be, well, this staff member is causing, like, it's just, there's so much language to be considered when you're deciding whether or not to share a vulnerable situation or an experience. And, and I think that is, so, so important to think about with your people and how you share things and how you hold things tightly and seeking wisdom. I mean, I'm like a huge fan of asking the same question over and over again to get different answers. And so I think your examples of how you kind of, your litmus test is so helpful. Um, I do want to talk about your friends outside of the church because this brings an added level to friendship in general. And so like, I don't know if we've mentioned on the podcast so far, but I think you did mention this, that you are single and you're not, you're not married. You don't have kids. And so you're in a different season where some of your friends do have kids and are married and, some of your friends are single and there's good and bad to both. And before we recorded, you talked about your friends outside of the church. And I would love to know what they, what role they play Mm -hmm. in your life as your friends. Yes. Um, And I'm going to say, I I feel like even I have two sets of friends outside of the church. (laughs) Like, I just feel like you can't have, you can, you can never have too many people. Um, you can't. <laughs> so I'm part of a do- denomination that we have a network okay. outside. And Lauren, you even provide this of friends of kids, pastors. Like, mm-hmm. um, so there is my friends outside of our church that do life with me as a kid's pastor. Yeah. That they are the ones that probably get the good, bad, and ugly of kids' ministry mm-hmm. because they understand kids' ministry. Yeah. Um, there is like that you two moment of like, you didn't have any volunteers show up or everybody canceled or mm-hmm. they ran out of goldfish. <laughs> like they get that. Yeah. Um, so those friends probably, there's level, there's different levels and once again, time and season, but they get more of the kids pastor frustrations. Mm-hmm. If I am struggling with a coworker, I don't even know if 
they do, but, or lead pastor moments of like, how do you work through this? Yeah. I, I think I lean probably still more on the kids pastor side. Like how do you deal with a parent is probably mm-hmm. where those conversations really lean. Yeah. Um, but how do you, how do you walk through this in friendship that there's praying for each other's ministries? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a whole nother set of friends who are not attached to our church mm-hmm. that are not attached to kids ministry probably at all. Yeah. They would never, they, I don't even know if they volunteer in their kids ministry at their church. Mm-hmm. They just know Kaylee is Kaylee. Yeah. Um, now those people probably hear the frustrations just like all of us my, works hard. Yeah. <laughs> this component of my work is hard or I'm also in school. So I'm juggling a, a full-time job, school, mm-hmm. a new relationship, friendships, like all the things that mm-hmm. so many of us are. Um, so they hear all of it. Yeah. Um, probably they hear more about my family stuff, like hardships. Yeah. Um, those are people that have done life with me in all of, in all of this season. So yeah. more long-term friendships. Um Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that answers your question, Lauren. No, no, it totally does. And I think, I don't know, as you've talked and as we've like dialogued about friendship, I think just the theme, and this is why I chose you because I, I know parts of your story. And the theme is like, not one person can be everything. No, no. And it's okay to have these friends. It's okay to have these friends. And I don't know if this is like a cultural thing, but I just felt like growing up, I don't know if this is a female thing, but growing up, you always thought like, well, I have one best friend. Yeah. I and never did. it never <laughs> happened for me. I mean, me neither, but like, as you grew up into adulthood and finding friends as adults is hard. Yes. And I feel like we're entering into this unique season in, I don't know, in the church, but also like in authors, there, a lot of books are coming out about friendship and what it looks yeah. like to have healthy friendship. And I, I think it's okay to say these friends are great. These mm-hmm. friends are great. This friend over here is great. And it's not like you're hiding things from different people, but you see them in different seasons. And like, I don't know about you, but in the summertime, I spend so much more time with my friends because we're outside and we get to we get to do things more like in in the school year there's this this different kind of grind of like we're taking our kids to school and we'll see each other passing at church and like there's just it's there's different seasons that ebb and flow with friends and I think that's okay and I think your story is a great example of that Lauren I think what you just also mentioned of it goes back to building um, building friendships. I think mm-hmm. something that I've had to learn how to do is ask for friendship with people. Yeah. And I don't know if, if because of how we gr- grew up culturally or whatever, um, it feels like it should happen naturally. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think even my friendship with Carla, um, as I wanted more, yeah. Like I saw her family and going like, I could see myself being family with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I said, would you invite me in? You actually said that? I literally said <gasps> it. Like 
I, I think I probably have like DTRs with my friends. <laughs> like I need more. Um, yeah. Because one, when you're in ministry, relationship is your job. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty extroverted. Yeah. But I have even felt and seen from my last ministry hat to this one. Um, I so much need introverted time, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily healthy for Kaylee as Kaylee. Yeah. Uh, going to an event that is not a kid's ministry event and stepping into like, okay, I'm an adult mm-hmm. going to this thing. I do not want to talk to people. <laughs> Like, please don't. Yeah. I'm taking my pastor hat off and I just need to be like Kaylee. Yeah. And in those times, I need to know where my people are Mm -hmm. to be able to say, if I just step by you and don't talk to you or we're good. Yeah. And I like those friends are the friends that probably I have asked to lean in more. Mm. Um. And just because your your calendar can get so busy, you have to plan for friendship. Yeah. Like exactly how you just said, winter and spring, crazy school year stuff. You still need people asking you, can you come have coffee with me just so I can see you as Lauren? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the door swings both ways. The phone works both ways. Yeah. Um, are you checking on, on your people? Mm-hmm. Not having a pastor agenda, even though that's our heart. Yeah. But just to just to see how are you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when when we start doing that is when we see the fruit of friendship start to come out. Mm-hmm. It gives them a little bit more confidence to ask. Um, but I think the best thing that I think if I would say what has changed the most in the last three years, because I think there was a season where I could say I have families that are connected to me as pastor. Um, I have coworkers that are just really great and I can talk to them around the office. It's when I started saying, can I come sit on your couch? Yeah. And when that started happening is like, I have friends here. Yeah. And I can look you in the eye now and say, I love my job. I love working for this church. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't work here, I could still attend here. Yeah. And I think that that feeling can ebb and flow for pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, almost that I, like, if I wasn't on staff, would you still be my friend? Right. Yeah. 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 That's so good. Yeah. Gosh, I hope I hope like people listening feel more empowered to ask that question of like, can you lean in? Can I lean in? Can we lean in together? Can we build this friendship just past seeing each other on Sunday morning? And I think that's scary and vulnerable and hard. And like, it's almost like kind of like when you're entering into a mentor relationship, you're like, okay, I don't know if this will work or if this won't work. And and you kind of feel it out. And I think it's okay to do with friends yeah. and say like, Hey, let's grab lunch a couple times and see if this is something that can be a great friendship. If not, gosh, that's okay. Like we can still be yeah. friends, but there's like levels and I'm sure there's 
knowledge out there of like levels of friendship and Absolutely. and what that looks like. You always say like you have friends that you'll vacation with and then you have mm-hmm. friends who you won't vacation with. Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah. And finding those friends that you would go on vacation with is tricky mm-hmm. and it takes time and it takes stepping out and and seeking those kinds of things and building it into your schedule and keeping it a priority and all of those things are important. And I think your story is just one great example of how you've leaned in and asked for friendships and how you've cultivated great friendships. And in order to build great, great friendships, you have to be a great friend. And just like you said, it goes both ways. And I think it's just an important, and I mean, in ministry, you can't be in ministry for the long haul without no. people by your side. No, it's too hard. It's too hard. <laughs> you don't get paid enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so it's important. So anyways, mm-hmm. gosh, I hope, I, I mean, I'm going to think about this long after this conversation is over and I hope people are too. But before we finish off, the last question we always ask is if you were talking to someone brand new to kids ministry, what would be your words of wisdom or advice? Yes. Hmm. I think the thing that I lived by when I first started um, was don't reinvent a wheel, Mm. which means you have to lean into your network of people. If you don't have a network of people, start calling churches around you. I didn't have a network. I'm literally, I did this. Um, Who's doing ministry around you? Um, Smaller than you and bigger than you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the best thing in community is to ask people about themselves and about what they're doing. Yeah. And that just automatically builds relationship. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is what I did. And that's the thing that has helped me stay is because it, it really created friendship, community, a funnel of ideas to be like, I'm not doing this thing by myself. Yeah. 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 That's so great. Well, Kaylee, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I'll link your socials in this, in the show notes. So if people want to follow along with you or you guys have a great social media presence. And um, so I'll link that to your church Instagram so that people can follow along with all the fun things that you're doing and continue to learn from how you're leading and loving your families. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks Lauren for having me. Gosh, you guys, I am so thankful for Kaylee, not only her friendship with me and the way that she encourages me and the way that she loves to participate in this kids ministry circle community, but also the wisdom that she shared. I hope you as listeners feel encouraged and maybe you have a really awesome next step on how to maybe be more intentional with the friendships that you have, build some new friendships, or just continue to be a really great friend. As always, if you want to learn more about the things that were mentioned in this episode, you can head over to the show notes and find all the information you need there. And lastly, we're grateful that you're here. We're grateful that you're part of this community. And don't forget to follow us on socials at Kids Ministry Circle on both Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.